edition. Hello and welcome to Not The Special Edition. We're the internet's very own geeky podcast. Is that right? I can't remember how it goes. Yeah. It's episode 65 now. For We're the... sake, I've screwed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, 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 not the special edition, <laughs> episode 65. Thank you. <laughs> We're the internet's very own geeky podcast that wonders if Candyman looks into a mirror and says his own name five times, does another Candyman turn up? And then do they suck <laughs> and <laughs> taste like honey? I've been pondering that today. So I just, I have to tell you, dear listeners, that Miles just said. I've written two intros for this. One is less offensive than the other. <laughs> and he's, that was the less offensive one. Sorry, I'll go for the other one then. Okay. So, oh no. You're listening to the um, Internet's Very Own Geeky podcast that uh, I know I'm not editing. So, <laughs> for this intro, I can say... <laughs> I'm Miles and I'm here with... It's Kit. I told you it was bad. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I hope your mum didn't hear that. I'm, I'm she always thinks I'm such a nice boy. I'm, I'm, I'm bleeping all of that. <laughs> uh, right, so today, what are we talking about on our main feature? We're talking about um, home TV setups. Yes, we are. What yours is, um, what you like to view it on, mm-hmm. what you like to listen to it through, yeah. how big it is, <laughs> etc. Uh, all that sort of stuff, and might get some even geekier chat in about yes. you know uh, resolutions and yeah. aspect ratios and that sort uh, of thing. I definitely will be crowbarring stuff into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Excellent. But first of all, as is customary, shall we head to recently seen? Let's do it. Yay! Okay. Recently seen. Um, you're right. Do you want to go first? What what have you recently seen? Kit? I I have recently seen mm-hmm. um, a film called Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Oh, what's that? I've never heard of it. It is so Park Chan Wook. Oh uh, yeah, old boy, old boy in mm-hmm. two thousand and three. Um, it's technically part of a a trilogy of films. You know when you have a trilogy that's like thematically linked, but they're not they're not the same characters. It's not the same narrative, that sort of thing. So yes. Um. So he's got uh. The Vengeance trilogy is loosely known as. Okay. Um, and into it, actually, so prior to the Old Boys, the second film in that, mm. um, and the year before two thousand and two, um, Park Chan released a Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I mean, it is quite different, to be honest. It, it, you would you you would recognise the style from it, but sure. yeah. Uh, and I thought it was amazing. I thought oh, it was right. a remarkable film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I have I've now seen all three of them. I saw them. So I saw Old Boy first because everyone does. Yeah. And I saw the third one's called Lady Vengeance. Mm-hmm. I think that was released a few years after Old Boy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact year, but the mid two thousand sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was the first one. And so, someone recommended. Uh, I'd I'd already seen. Old boy, at this point, I think, but someone recommended the other two and was like, Oh, did you know that they're part of a trilogy? No, I didn't, because. No. Um, and I just happened to see they, they randomly had the, the third one, I think it was on TV at some point, or possibly on Netflix, but I've never been able to get hold of the first one. No. Um, can't Seemingly can't buy it on DVD or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, and they just randomly had it on, on all four. I downloaded the all four player oh. onto my 
PlayStation. Uh, and it was <laughs> just sat there. I was like, right, I'm watching. I've been waiting 15 wow. years to watch this sort of thing. <clears throat> awesome. Um, and again, when something like that, you think, oh, I'm going to set myself up for disappointment. Yeah. Absolutely not at all. Oh. It's a remarkable film. Really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it was, was great. The photography was stunning on it. So it weirdly had seemed like it had a a cleaner print than Old Boy. Like Old Boy looks kind of grimy. Mm. This one yeah. was like sort of pristine. Um, some of the shots in it were just amazing. There's one which is sticking in my mind where this someone throws this, this cigarette into water and it sort of drifts across the screen while you're looking at something kind of through and you just see this cigarette. On. Um, yeah, brilliant. It's it's a really but it pops out at you it it meets out beauty and brutality in equal measure Um, and your 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 allegiances to the character your sympathies do switch back and forth throughout it okay it really effectively blurs the lines between protagonist and antagonist um it's you could say it's the uh, Brett Austin of Korean cinema. Uh, that's a joke that hardly anyone will get. Um, for such a, it's a very dark film as you can the title suggests. Yeah. Um, but for such a dark film, it does have a remarkable levity to it. Um, I actually thought the narrative was kind of clearer than than Old Boy and Lady Vengeance. Right. Both of which you don't fully on a first viewing you don't fully understand until a revelation later in the film. Whereas with this one, um, what all the exposition is set out pretty much from scene okay. one. Um, and I won't... I, I'm deliberately avoiding the plot because yeah. uh, if anyone is interested in watching it, it is, as far as I'm aware, it is still on all four. And I highly recommend anyone who's seen Old Boy or just is a fan of this sort of style mm. of, of, of film to check it out. I thought it was, it was far more enjoyable watch than Lady Vengeance, partly because, like I say, has, there is an element of humour to it as well. It's, mm. it's much more watchable. Lady Vengeance is very, very... <clears throat> hard watch and you, you kind of at the end of it you feel like washed out by it whereas yeah. this one it's just a, a very compelling story um, yeah and I dare I say it because um, it's obviously a very beloved film but uh, I'd, I'd say it's possibly on a par with Old Boy for me wow so, yeah, those I, big I, words I'm undecided on that opinion yet because I'm still in the sort of you know, I've only just watched it and it really wowed me stage. Right. But yeah, very, very, very impressed by this film. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, well, I... Lots of what you said could apply to Old Boy anyway. We yeah. used about the antagonist, the protagonist thing. Yeah. Um, has it got a sort of colour scheme as stark and sort of visually arresting as well? Because Old Boy looks like... A, actually, is it from a comic? Is it a comic adaptation? I can never remember. Oh, yeah. Old Boy is an adaptation of um, a series of manga. Yeah. Um, of I think it's like a 10, ten book series, right, something right. like that. Um, and anything like the octopus eating scene, anything that really stands out and just grabs you, or yeah. the dog scene. <laughs> um, yes, there are there are cool. multiple scenes like that where you, you're kind of impressed that they managed mm-hmm. to get it onto film uh, as right. you are kind of shocked by it. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think you'd really enjoy it. Oh yeah, of and yeah, the, the color scheme on it is it's it start it manages to be both sort of weirdly muted in places, but also very vivid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole thing just pops out. It's got a great rhythm to it. It's not too long. It's about mm-hmm. about 105 minutes, something like that. Perfect. <gasps> You're totally sold me on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, when I get home, I might put it on tonight. Then yeah. they might have a time limit, I guess, if it's on all four. Yeah, I can't remember when <clears throat> when I watched it, but it's yeah. I, I if you can, definitely check yeah. it out. Definitely. I love like Asian cinema. I've seen barely a toenail's worth of it I, I just it's just something that's come past me by but I'm just so excited by it because it just seems like a completely new world of cinema that I know nothing about virtually 
And, um, but you can follow it. Oh, it's great. Thank you. I'm going to definitely watch that. What's it called again? It's called Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. That's <laughs> silly. But, but no, I like yeah, it. great title. I, and again, I don't know. You, you'd actually only just remind me of the fact that Old Boy is an adaptation. Um, I don't know where the story for this one came yeah. from because I didn't look it up yet. But Okay, yeah. cool. All right, well, going into, I suppose, vaguely more populist uh, routes, I've recently seen the, is it a remake? No, uh, Hellraiser, the 2022 version. Ah, very new, very new. Yes, just just out now. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. It's not a remake, although that's what they're sort of promoting it as. Um, to me, it just feels like another Hellraiser film, of which I'm not sure if you're aware there are many, many Hellraiser films. After the first three, or possibly four, I'm not sure if the fourth one ever made it to cinemas, uh, they're all straight to videos, but this one is a theatrically released um, and also a streamed one, as pretty much every film is these days. Directed by David Bruckner who did the British folksy horror The Ritual, um, which actually I, I quite liked a hell of a lot more than I like this. It's co-written by David S. Goyer from off of Blade and Dark Knight, Man of Steel films, and loads of video games. I didn't realise he did pretty much all the Call of Duties. If I'm being uncharitable, I'd say about Goyer himself, he's something of an incredibly successful journeyman. He like knows the formula, he can work out the nuts and bolts of putting together a script, something that works thematically, works for a production to sort of punch it into film ball shape and then he just lets them grind out the results. So I think he's very good at what he does, but what he does is just a little bit stayed. Um, anyway, so this, the Hellraiser thing, is nothing like the original, so it doesn't concern, you know, Julia um, and her ex-lover. It concerns this recovering addict who, for reasons, gets you know, basically menaced by the villainous Cenobites after she discovers the Lament configuration box, loses her brother, yada yada yada. I don't want to say too much about the plot because it's not massively buoyed by its plot, or at least led by it. It's it's just a sort of deeply unremarkable film. I was never gunning for it. I, I was perfectly open to there being another Hellraiser. But I do love the original. I know you you saw it a couple of weeks, a few weeks back and you weren't massively impressed but I love the original. I could watch it most weeks. Mm. Um, and I realised when I went to write some notes about this I couldn't remember anything about it, which is never the best sign for a film I've seen. Um, I couldn't remember. I have to. I had to rewatch the um, trailer. I had to like quickly have a look at the wiki. I was like, oh yeah, because it just sort of wafted into my consciousness straight out again. There was no hint of the stirring originality of of that Barker's nineteen eighty seven original. There was no character as strong as like Claire Higgins as Julia, which I think is just a tremendous femme fatale performance. There was none of that film's gothic sort of dread or doomy grit. Um, Christopher Young's terrific score. He's like sort of uh, the, the one that sort of scythes it through the action, but also sort of buoys it as well. Um, it lifts every scene. It's teased occasionally, but you don't really. It, it's otherwise it's just another generic sort of horror film score. It just makes me miss all that film all the more. <laughs> like that fatalistic urgency of the original. Um, it's not a bad film. It's just not very good. It's just bland. Mm. Um, and it's much more of what I think people who've never seen Hellraiser would imagine it to be. Like, I don't know, before you watched the original Hellraiser, did you know anything about it? Did you know what it would be about? Or I, Virtually nothing about it. All I knew mm -hmm. about it was um, I'd obviously seen images of the pinhead yeah. character because it's <clears> so <throat> iconic. Yeah. Um, and we'd uh, I'd had conversations about the book 
Was it the Hellbound, Hellbound Heart yeah. by Clive Barker? Mm-hmm. Um, because we used to sell it in the shop. Um, All right, okay, very, yeah. very infrequently, I might add. But, <laughs> okay. but yes. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, because I think looking at the art, knowing very much about it, you'd think, well, it's probably this pinhead character going around a slasher like Jason. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is probably more what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not that really at all. It's about, you know, dark, deep desires, unrestrained S&M, and torture and infidelity, pleasure, pain, you know. Um, the Cenobites in that film aren't the villains. They're merely like the, the facilitators, if you like, of the threat. This film very much undoes that. It reverts to expectation. Cenobites are the villains. They're the creatures that just go around killing people. It's just... Uh, I wasn't disappointed. My hopes weren't very high as it was, but it's just a very ordinary horror film. Does it feel like... So what you've just described sounds like someone mm. has seen the cover of the DVD <laughs> yes. and then written a film based on what they've seen. It feels really unfair to say that, but yeah. It does. <laughs> it's like, well, that must be what it is. I don't know. I mean... I think, like, Barker exec produced it, which basically means he lent his name to it. Um, Yeah, I I just... I'll never need to see it again. I didn't hate it, it's a stress. It's just... It just washed over me completely. Yeah. Just, meh. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, what else have you seen? So, to completely change the um, tone of this, uh, I watched... uh, Have you ever seen any Mike Lee films? Hmm... Do you know what? I don't think I have. Yeah, see, that I think that I was in the same position before I saw this. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is another... I was just sort of raiding all four once I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a film called Topsy Turvy by Mike Lee. Okay, heard um, of it. Yeah, which was... Um, it starts that sort of... Um, that certain set of, of, of British actors. So it's, it stars Jim Broadbent, Alan Corden, and Leslie Manville, Shirley Henderson, Timothy Spall. That wow. kind of group of people. Yes. And it's about... Caliber. Again, I thought I saw... You know, try and watch something that I knew virtually nothing about. It's the story of Gilbert and Sullivan writing the Mikado, and it's that's not my world at all. And I'm completely out of my depth reviewing it. Yeah. But I just again, I thought I saw it and thought I'd try and challenge myself. Okay. Um, and probably for that reason, I, I pretty much disliked it for the first <laughs> for the first half hour. Right. I thought it was really dull, and then it just sort of clicked in when I, okay. I got the hang of the, the style of it. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Hello? Is that you, Mr. Gilbert? Hello? Hello? Gilbert here? This is Barker speaking. Can you repeat that, please? Well, might as well open the window and shut on the street. This helmet, I suppose, was meant to... The premise of it is that one of them is really ill, mm-hmm. they haven't been speaking regularly, they're getting bad sort of society reviews, and do they give up? Uh, or do they persevere and try and create something amazing? And it turns out that it's the latter. Right. And it's the the story of the creation of that. Um, and it's, I just thought it, it was really kind of quite quite compelling viewing once I got into it. Okay. Um, and it's not really within the remit of this podcast, so I'm not going to dwell on it for too long. Mm-hmm. But um, certain scenes really stood like this. There's one scene that's stuck in my mind where he's trying to get the British a- actresses to act like. Japanese women and they're like doing it in a sort of piss taking way and he gets yeah. some actual Japanese women into it and he's like show them how, how they show them how they walk and it's all done yeah. in like broken English because they don't understand what he's saying <laughs> and it's for some reason it's such a simple scene but he dwells on it for like longer than it should have screen time for yeah. and it it's like it becomes funny sort of thing it's that sounds like a Stuart Lee routine. well yeah yeah I mean, yeah um I'd probably have probably pushed it on it because I have been watching Stuart Lee recently <laughs> but um, yeah I guess it's and uh, yeah I mean but musical theatre I know virtually nothing about it no, so no. Uh, but yeah the attention to detail is spectacular all the the 
the songs in it are, are really high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I just wanted I wanted to watch something by Mike Lee because I, I hear him spoken about so often, and I thought, hang on a minute, I don't think I've ever watched. No, one I don't of think films. I have. I tend so. to get mixed up a bit with Ken Loach, but they're actually from very different kind of. I guess. Well, I mean, if this is if this is a snapshot of what Mike Lee's films are like, then I'd say yes, because no, it's not. This was not like, um, you know, like I, I don't want to use the word dreary because that makes it sound bad. <laughs> but um, rooted this, in the ordinary. This was this was sparkling. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it. Because okay, yeah, fine. Um, shall I go on next? Or do you want another one? No, go on. Okay, okay. Yeah. well, uh, another current horror film. Uh, out in cinemas now is Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Okay, oh the yeah, yeah. closing part of the trilogy, the one rebooted back in 2018. Directed again, uh, in fact, written and directed by David Gordon Green. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I hated Halloween Kills. I thought it was dreadful. I film. remember you talking about it, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of the... It's actually one of been weirdly in fandom one of the most divisive instalments of that franchise since maybe ever even more so perhaps than the Rob Zombie ones, which are those down and dirty, growny, grungy sort of redneck redux versions um, from the noughties. I've I've seen reviews though of Kills that actually fated it as one of the best films of that year. Wow. They loved its themes, um, and then I've seen other ones. Who, it does seem to be very, very binary. I'm sure mm. I'll get someone now come back to me saying, "No, I thought it was all right," um, but I thought it was deeply unsatisfying and just stupid. Anyway, um, Halloween ends. However, mm. should it be called Halloween stops? Uh-huh. <laughs> no more Halloween. Okay. Uh, like, what is this film? I, it's odd. I'll give it that. So I think, like, if you look at the trilogy now as a whole, which we now can do. Because this is very much the last one in this country. They'll reboot it. I know they will. Of course they will. But if you look at it, it's all about trauma. So original, well, no, the original, the 2018 sequel, all about an individual coming to terms with the trauma of what happened to them 40 years ago. Halloween Kills, stupid as it was, a town coming to terms with the trauma of what happened 40 years ago. And, of course, that night. And then this one, which is about trauma and how it resonates and reverberates, I think, through the culture of a community, I think... Um, so it's set three years after the events of the previous two films which have, if anyone forgotten that happened over one night and this is a very strange almost elegiac film like it it, the plot of which takes a very sharp left turn uh, one I was not expecting at all um, and it's a turn actually this series has teased before in one of its other sequels I won't say anything more about that but it only teased it and never actually sort of fully developed it. And it's something another series, another very well-known horror series, does do in one of its um, sequels, much to the derision of the fans. It was like one of the worst ones. So um, Halloween Ends is very... It's visually quite drab. There's sort of an utter lack of urgency to it. There's not really any thrills to be had. Um, I mean, let's like, say what you want about Rob Zombie, and it's probably true, but like he is a provocateur. His films are challenging and they're brutal. Rarely are they enjoyable, but they're certainly full-throated. This doesn't have like that individual sense of style or boldness, but I did really weirdly take to it, and I think it's because it's a character study and I liked the characters, so I sort of ended up willing it on. Mm. It cares about the characters. There was one very specific moment when I said oh wow okay they're doing this and I just thought oh good on you <laughs> like this is weird this is not what I expected this is <clears throat> certainly not what 
I think a lot of the fans will expect. In fact, I've seen the, the results. I've seen some of the yeah. fan response, and they do not like the way that this film goes. But I don't know. I just thought it was quite a likable character study. It's quite undynamic, and it's not scary, and doesn't feel as if it was ever intended to be, actually. Um, so I don't think there's anyone wanted, but what we get is interesting. I think it's a noble failure, but I'd rather it failed than it just it just did the same thing again. At the very ending is very, very daft indeed. But I don't know, I, I, I didn't dislike it, and it's mm. sort of enjoyable. I don't know what it was about it. Yeah, I, you don't need it, it's completely inessential. If you're going to watch any Halloween films, watch 1 and 2 from 1978 and Then H2O, which I still think is wonderful, I watched that again recently, mm. uh, the one from 1998, obviously it's H20. And then maybe the 2018 one. Of course, I love Season of the Witch, Halloween 3, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's the Mad Mask one. Mm. But that's kind of its own special thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. What a strange, strange trilogy. I, I will re-watch all three of them again at some point, even though I hated Kills. Okay. Just to see it in context. Yeah. Um, I saw uh, Jamie Lee Curtis doing the promotion rounds for Okay. Um, and, but, and again, she was sort of really like oh this one this one's this one's really good well, but I was like yeah, that, but that's your job at this stage <laughs> yeah, she so has I didn't to say that. really believe it at all especially after no. what you said about the last one but that you've made it sound quite interesting actually. it's just I was I thought it was a very bold choice although boldness is often very similar to stupidity so <laughs> we'll see how it sort of fares mm. in the long term I think it's still very fresh I think it'll need a while to percolate I think amongst fandom I think one of the other things one of those things where in a few years time people will come round to it I'm glad you just said also which ones to check out as well, because I've only ever seen the first one. Okay. As well. well, I mean, if you can say it, just watch the first one, that's it, really. But I like, two is good, and then H2O. Have you not seen H2O? No. I really like H2O. Okay. I think right. it's really good. I think actually that deals with trauma in a way that's slightly more mature than the 2018 one, but there we are. Mm. More yeah. believable. Anyway, there we are. Nice. Strange. Anyway, we'll see it again in a few years when they reboot it. <laughs> so, what else you got? Just two more uh, older films again. Oh, I'm, on, I'm on the older ones, but they're new oh. to me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Two kind of horror classics, I guess, Ooh. that I watched for the first time. Um, although I didn't really, so I watched Rosemary's Baby. Okay, I've not seen it before. And again, horror is it horror? Is it a drama? It yeah. felt more like. I mean, I know it's again. So <clears throat> it's Ira Levin. Uh, it, it, tonally, I I thought it was much more similar to something like Don't Look Now mm-hmm. than uh, a horror to, as, as we know it today. Mm. Um, Roman Polanski, I don't know what to think. I, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, de- I, I wasn't as impressed with it as I've been led to believe I might have been yeah, because sure. it's, it is lauded as a classic of the genre. Yeah. Um, I, thought it, I, I definitely thought it was strong, mm-hmm. um, but... It didn't blow me away. What I was impressed with it was by the way that it managed to do what it did with, uh, aside from one scene, mm. zero special effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's completely dialogue and character and mm. setting driven. Yeah. Um, and to the extent where, I mean, even like the final scene, you don't see anything. No, no, It's no. just people talking in a room. Yeah. Um, and... So in in that way, I thought it, it was effective, and it, it might be the sort of thing that again, after I've let it settle in my mind, because so much of this you, films that you hear talked about for years and years, you you will have inevitably built up expectations about yeah. what it's going to be about. The thing that was striking was was how thematically how similar it was to Repulsion that I mm-hmm. watched a couple of years ago. Right. 
or whenever it was, I watched it probably more recently than that actually, um, in that it's about women's fears yeah. of, of certain things and it, it takes the idea of, of, so she's fearful of the situation that she's in and it, it takes that ball and, and runs with it to and turns it into a, mm. you know, potentially supernatural drama. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that that is what, and actually, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm talking myself into liking yeah. it. More. I think it's tremendous. Yeah, I really like it. Um, it's great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting one. And again, like you, you just used the word, you know, percolate. I think that that's probably what I'll need this one yeah. to. Um, yeah. Shall I move straight on, or do you have you got something? You can do. But what you said about that in scene, though, by the way, I've always thought I saw something. Like, really? Yeah, because. Because I think that it's so compelling, it's so visually arresting. The her looking into the mm. well, I don't want to spoil a what sixty year old film or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> and looking into the yeah. uh, the crib thing or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, in my head, I've got an image of exactly what that looks like, and it, it, I was terrified of that. And it's like, hang on a minute, I haven't seen anything. I made that up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like um, I suppose in modern terms, you say it's just a hell of a lot of gaslighting in there, really. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, um, that is, and that the, the the creepy couple in it, you know. Yes, the neighbor, they they remind. They was almost like they. So you you know at the start of um, <laughs> Mulholland Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mulholland Drive. My favorite. You know, you know there's that couple that like. A, grab her as she's coming out of the airport and mm-hmm. they're like they're being oh it's so nice to meet you and then it yeah, shows yeah. them in the taxi and they're like ah. <laughs> I was like well that's that whole thing condensed into one yeah. short scene sort of thing um, but yeah it was really sinister the the, the sort of the, the conspiracy aspect of yes. it was was deeply sinister yeah um, maybe that's what maybe it did genuinely slightly disturb me and that's why um, mm-hmm. it's not sitting well with me so mm-hmm. okay yeah. what's the other thing you saw then um, so again you this is going to be exactly like when you chastised me for not having seen um, American Wolf in London up to the point where I had so I, for the first time ever I yeah. watched The Evil Dead by Sam Raimi oh my god I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, okay so you've not seen any Evil Dead then this is the I've only seen, one no, I've seen I have I've seen uh, the TV series Ash vs. Evil Oh right, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, and obviously, that's a really I, odd starting point. Well, yeah, and, and I know the thing is, I know who my first um, sort of exposure to who Bruce Campbell was was mm. when he brought out a book which was like Tales of a B Movie Star. Or something it was like called that. like Chin. Chin, yeah, yeah, yeah Chin called? something. Or I've other, got a yeah. massive chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and and so I'd, I'd already painted a picture of, of what he was going to be, like. and then I watched sort of Ash. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, um, and that was. You know that's that's what that is, and I've also mm-hmm. seen Army of Darkness. All right, yeah, okay. Um, so I've I've done it in completely the wrong <laughs> wrong order. So okay. it's very odd going back to this and yeah. actually seeing Bruce Campbell as a surprisingly vulnerable. Oh, very much. Almost yeah. kind of goofy, it's like patsy. Yeah, like given what I'm used to, for, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's this normally sort of dripping testosterone yeah. kind of character. And he was. It was like he said, "He's the final girl in yeah. this film. He's the Bruce Campbell of all people. Is the final yeah. girl, the the person who you know becomes uh, emancipated or yeah. whatever." Through so, what did you think? Of, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, oh, good, really, good, really, good. really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely see why people love it. Mm-hmm. That crawl cam, just outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I love the way it's combined with the sound effect of the, the forest coming yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's so effective. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really good. And again, what was it? 82 minutes. Perfect. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. perfect. Yeah. It, it's easily my favourite of the trilogy because I think it's the one that's the most horror inflected. Like yeah. two, it goes a bit wacky and nutty. And then, of course, Army of Darkness is just an out and out silly comedy. But um, one, that's still the bit where the, with the cards turning over and she's reading the cards and then suddenly she turns. That bit gives, still gives me chills. I love yeah. that because it's the. It's the scariest that series will ever get. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, good. I'm glad you've seen that. Yeah, so, yeah there we go. I've got the Book of the Dead DVD version, which is it's it's quite revolting, really. It's oh, okay. a, a DVD cover, but in the shape of the Book of the Dead. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought there was... There, I mean, the, the special effects in it were pretty revolting. Weren't yeah, it's lots of claymation and stuff as well. And Yeah. yeah it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the, the pencil in the ankle. They did oh, not like God, that in the BBFC. That, <laughs> that was that. That really was stomach churning, actually. <laughs> I did. I, I think I actually, you know, like very. I was watching it on my own, and yeah. I'm normally just virtually silent, and I mm-hmm. let out a laugh or something. But I think I, I audibly was, was like, Ugh! <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> when your sort of body twists away from the screen like that, yeah, yeah. Well, in that case, don't watch Terrifier Two. I'm on this segue. I'm not getting off. Directed by Damien Leone, then. Okay. All okay. Right. So, which I did recently. Uh, so, Terrifier Two sequel, of course, two. Terrifier. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of. Well, okay. I don't want to. I've just heard. A, a, as soon as this came out, a, again, yeah. it's one of these things that gets a lot of hype behind it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, I can't. This is terrible. This is awful. This is this. This is yeah. that. This is it. Anyway, go on. Okay, so, um, yeah, ter- Terrifier sequel. It's. I think it was crowdsource funded. I'm not sure. Uh, some of it for only about like a quarter of a million. It's made about eight million bucks back so far had much more um, theatrical screens than they thought they would anyway it's about Art the Clown who is a silent killer goes around doing very 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 gory kills in relatively swift succession except we did in the original Terrify and then before that the same character but actually played by a different actor who couldn't take it up any further because he quit acting mm. uh, in All Hallows Eve which is a, an anthology film the best bit of which is definitely the Art the Clown bit anyway so the sequel to the original I mean, it's got n- n- virtually nothing to tie it to the original often it's the same killer going around it is nearly two and a half hours long which is way too long for most films and definitely too long for a slasher. Mm. Um, it is excessively gory, um, lots of special effects, uh, sorry, practical effects, sorry, um, most of which look very, very good, and oh, some of which looks com- almost convincing. I really like the sort of grungy aesthetic of it and the director's commitment to complete misanthropy. Like, I champion that because why not? He's got a tone and stuff. He's going to go with it. It's way too overindulgent, though. It's far too long. Um, and one of the scenes, I think, does go a bit overboard. I'm not easily turned off by gore. I love most of it. But it's just this this extended scene, and it just goes on and on and on. You're like, well, we get the joke now, but then... It just becomes starts becoming really uncomfortable, mm. and maybe that's that's deliberate. Maybe that's to challenge us, the viewers, and oh, you like this, do you? Okay, have some more of it. How do you feel now about watching those? I don't think it's that clever. I think it just wants to go the full mile and then some. Um, right. So I did actually quite like it. I think uh, Lauren Lavira as Sienna is really good. She's the uh, female lead. Obviously, um, and David Howard Thornton as art is very good. Um, it's okay. I will probably get it on Blu-ray at some point because I like having this sort of grungy gory stuff. But 
nothing to write home about. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like the sort of thing that something like Funny Games does or that. Like, yeah. You know, like, it invites the viewer to say, is this okay? Yeah. And and what am I getting out of it? <laughs> yeah. And and why and that sort of thing. But yeah. well, everything else that you just described about it sounds like it, it's a bit self-indulgent. It is very very. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Here. But I, I tell you what, it doesn't. It's not scary, but it does get your heart going okay. because he's such a threat. Like if if that character is in a room with another character, that other character will die. Right. Um, and they will die violently. Okay. Uh, and protracted. So yeah, it actually it did really produce, you know, a high beats per minute. So mm. who's to say? And uh, finally, don't hug me. I'm scared. Okay. Mm. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Oh, okay. Have you heard of this? No. I okay. Actually. So it was a web series, um, which is just a fancy word for saying it was on YouTube. It is. Let me see. Jim Henson meets David Lynch. That sort of thing. The wow. Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, so it's a sort of comedy series. Um, it's British made. It's been on YouTube since about 2011. Um, I had never heard of it until about June or something when, as a family, we have sort of family playlists and we all put songs on we like. Mm. I put grungy shit on and, and hip-hop. My wife puts on, I don't know, classic rock and then my kids put on stuff that I've never heard of, including Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. So it's a web series where three sort of felt people, two puppets and one chap in a costume, in this benign-looking sort of cartoon, no, cartoon, sorry, children's sort of series where they get taught... Um, about the world in the sort of in the manner of Sesame Street that sort of thing mm. by inanimate objects that come to life all made of felt and tell them cheery songs but then it goes a bit wrong and goes a bit weird and then uh, it goes angular and strange and they always have meat in it because meat and puppets together looks <laughs> creepy and unsettling <laughs> and very funny yeah. um, and so that was web series but then it, they made a full throated six part series on Channel 4 or 4 Channel 4 which was recently shown um, I'd never heard of it. My son had it on there, and I started laughing at one of the songs because I really, it does. It takes the style of that that cartoon thing, but then suddenly twists it. So it's the song about time. Time is the tool that you put on the wall, or wear it on your wrist. Blah blah blah. And then suddenly they'll throw in these mad lines from nowhere, and it's really funny. And that's it, really. I'm just. Uh, it's on all four. It's really funny and very odd. I think maybe something's been taken away from it by having half hour episode or twenty two minute episodes. Right. And I prefer it when it's. It's slightly angular rather than you get... Well, when it goes to full crazy town, it's a bit less interesting. You know, like... Do you remember we used to watch Shred videos? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When things are slightly wrong, yeah. I always find that funnier than when it all goes completely wrong. Because then it's obviously fake and it's not... It, yeah, I think yeah. they're trying too hard. I prefer it when it's slightly odd and slightly peculiar and a bit wrong. <laughs> oh, oh <clears> yeah, <throat> okay. Sorry, I'm thinking about Shred's videos now. Yeah, the so, Kings of Leon one where... The, the Kings of Leon one is brilliant. It's just like... Slightly playing the rhythm out, slightly yeah, the rhythm's wrong. out, yeah, yeah. And there's one uh, I remember watching one Radiohead one where it was mm-hmm. it was virtually the same, and yeah. then just it just starts off off mic. He goes like <laughs> like that, or it's just makes yeah. some random noise, like he's upset with something. <laughs> but there there were some which was like just made it seem like a disaster, mm-hmm. and they weren't funny at all. No, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's when it's slightly off, and it, it just looks like when they're having a rubbish kick. So yeah. Don't Hurt Me, I'm Scared is very funny when it's slightly peculiar and slightly wrong. There's this very good one from the original YouTube series about food, and we quote it all the time in our house. Um, yeah. 
I'd, I'd do it now, but I'm not going to because it won't have any context no, no, whatsoever. No, but yeah, no, um, um, I'd highly recommend that to anyone. Yeah, My son dressed up as Red Guy this year for Halloween. There we are. That's pretty much everything I want to mention. You? Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done too. Awesome sauce. Excellent. I've got a quiz for you, and boy, do I have a quiz for you. Oh, exciting. <laughs> quiz! Quiz! Are you ready to be quizzicked? Yes, I am ready to be quizzicked. Excellent. So, listeners with uh, long memories and short cocks will remember that we had a quiz. I think we did it twice, I think, called... The Internet... No, what did I call it? <laughs> the Idiot Movie Database. Thank I, you. IMDB. Idiot yes, movie Idiot Movie Database. Where a friend and colleague of mine would recount uh, movies that oh. she'd watched the previous night without any knowledge of what was going on in the film or what the title was so that I could decipher what that film was. She's back... It's yes. Lisa. Yes. And I've got a dozen of these fuckers. Oh, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I loved this when it happened. It ended far too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Lisa reading out descriptions of films she saw the night before. Uh, your job, Kit, is to try and decipher what the films are. Good luck with this because I haven't got a clue what any of them. I do here. Obviously, I've got the okay. answers. But when gonna, she read them out. Are you going to do all 12 tonight? I might do. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go, um, all right. That's, I'm up for it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's start with... Well, we'll go back in time and start with the first one she did. I've, I've never even heard of half of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Tell me about the film you watched last night. Right. So, uh, it was about the sea. People saving lives. Right, there was a young guy in it who was married to... Oh, my God, he married to Demi Moore, but the other person was Demi Moore's husband. Did they have an affair? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my actual God. Um, and it was about saving oh, lives. Is that <laughs> Indecent Proposal? It is not Indecent Proposal, no. Did someone else just pipe up in there? Yes, it? yeah. Demi, is that I do, all ask, them, I do that? ask them to shut up, but no, no, <laughs> they fine. don't listen to me. I was going to say because it's well, Demi. So Demi Moore and her husband, do they have an affair? It does sound like indecent proposal. It does. Do they have an affair? So Demi Moore <clears throat> was married to Bruce Willis. Is, she, is it Demi Moore who's married to Bruce Willis and then Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher. Yep, that's right. So it's something that's. Oh, I'm not going to know what this is because I don't know any films that he's in. No, Bruce Willis. She's not thinking of Looper, is she? Somehow. No. She's got it wrong. No. It's I don't know. a film no. called The Guardian. I've never heard no, of it. No, I've not heard of that. No, so I wouldn't have got that then. It's about champion swimmer Jake learning the true meaning of heroism and sacrifice when he meets Ben Randall. Okay. Yeah, okay. excellent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, you might get this one. All okay, right. Here we go. Right. You will get this one. Well, the film that you saw last night. Trees. Walking trees. <laughs> Fighting. <laughs> Walking trees. Yeah. So is that the... the Two it is a two towers. Well yes. done. Brilliant. Excellent. Brilliant. <laughs> it's the only film I can think of in the whole of cinema <laughs> that has walking trees in it. Oh, apart from arguably saying that no, they're not really walking. Evil Dead it has raping trees. Yes, it does. Um, okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, right, the next one. And she was furious I couldn't get this, but good luck with this one. Okay. Okay, tell me about the film you watched last night. All right. Is it Sexy Beast? No, uh, it's it sounded not. like a, it sounded like she was going like. <laughs> oh yeah, you know peaches. Yeah, peaches. It's not okay. I'm not going to get it from that. You're yeah, definitely not. It's Top Gun Maverick. Oh, <laughs> 
what the hell was that supposed to be? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Uh, I'm going to go to this one. She sounded very angry as well. She, she couldn't believe that I didn't get that. Okay. Uh, right, here we she go. She's going to be angry at me if I come into your work. I, I imagine so, yeah. Okay, here we go. Right. <laughs> Good luck with this. Okay, so I watched a film last night and I thought, if I don't tell you now, I'll forget. So, it's about high school and a high school shooting. Um, obviously, it's based in America because it's high school and rape. The woman in it has got really big eyes and dark hair. And I want to say she's been like in something like... where those cars turn into robots and stuff. So I think she's been in that before. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Is it... Okay, is it Jennifer's body? Yes! Well done! Right, now, there's a story behind that. I've not seen Jennifer's body. Okay. The, only, the reason I got that, because I was initially yeah. thinking... It, you know, she, she said that. I was like, well, is it... Bowling for Columbine. Right, yeah. they, they, obviously, that's not that's not like a film. Film. It mm-hmm. is a film. You know what I mean? It's not film. The narrative. Sort of. Yes. Um, the only reason I got that was because mm-hmm. I know that Megan Fox is in Jennifer's body. Yeah. And that's the only thing because she said the things could turn into cars. So it's like yeah, Transformers, yeah. so it must be that. Yes. But no, I I've not seen the film, so I couldn't base it off that. It's okay. purely. Um, Piecing together the yeah, yeah. okay, excellent. Uh, right, let's have a look. Do, 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 do. Um. Tell me about the film you watched. Um, so it's got the rock in it. Mm-hmm. Massive shiny crab. <laughs> shiny like the boom with the bunny. And then, <laughs> um, uh, lots of water. Live on an island. Lots of coconuts. Uh, a little mental chicken who is a boat snack. Um, lots of gods. Surely that's Moana. It is Moana. Well done. Brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was a very, very good. That one. was a good yeah, description. Yeah. Actually, it was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay, you're doing really well. You got what two so far? No, three. You got three. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, tell me about the film we saw last night. Okay, so it's about a chef and his son and a food wagon. Okay. Uh, so the chef has like a meltdown and who's <laughs> in it? Um, right, so there's there's a Spanish guy mm. who's often in jail in other films, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right, I've definitely seen him in jail. Um, the other guy is quite large and yeah. um, oh my god, he's got a smoking hot wife who she is absolutely gorgeous. Right. She's also Spanish. She was in. That uh, a series to do with the family. Okay. And she was the mum, the hot right. mum. She's absolutely loaded in real life. She's Spanish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then they're doing like taco sandwiches and stuff. Okay, that'll do. Thank you. <laughs> Best what, of luck with that. What? The chef and his son. Yeah. Someone, a, an actor who's normally in jail. <laughs> I don't know what she means by that. A Spanish wife. I mean, you have actually said the name of the film, just unwittingly. What? What is it? It's called Chef. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Chef, okay. uh, starring, uh, well, it's directed, written, co-produced, and starring John Favreau as a chef. 
And it, she was talking about Sofia Vergara there, who is... She's not Spanish. She's not. She's, she's is it Brazilian? South America, yeah, um, she's from Latin America. Yeah, and she's, she's in Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and John Leguizamo, Scarlett Hansen. I've never seen it. I've only heard of it. So okay, yeah, yeah no, I, I've, I've not. I, I have heard of that, um, yeah. actually, but... Um, no, I, I had no idea. Okay, I've got more to go, but I think we'll finish... Um, on uh, this right. one. Yeah, save a couple for next <laughs> time. I will. Okay, here we go. About the film we saw last night. Really weird. Really weird. So I went to the fantasy section and. Um so unfortunately like, that makes it sound like she's in she's this in blockbuster <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, turn the clock back 20 years <laughs> okay here we go oh, sorry. there's a guy that he's now dead who was in Batman I saying and also the other one that does Born films who I don't watch them all because there's just so many of them that's the one yeah um, it's really weird um Matt Damon like rides a mule. Um, the damsel, because it's set in the olden days, the damsel in distress, I swear to God, had like a threesome with them at the end. Like, she's kissing both of them. Um, and actually, then it went a bit like um, horror movie ish. Mm-hmm. A bit weird. A werewolf. Okay. I hate werewolves. <laughs> uh, Did you enjoy it? It was alright. I had to watch it because it was weird. It was just a bit weird. Okay. Thanks. Okay, so it's from the fantasy section. Yeah. It's got Matt Damon and someone who's dead in it. Yeah. Uh, you might have missed that she did say, was in Batman. Was in Batman? Yeah. yeah but which one? That's the problem. Someone who's dead who was in Batman. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there must be Heath Ledger. Um, so it says Matt Damon and he mm-hmm. rides a mule... <laughs> and Heath Ledger in the fantasy section. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not. I don't actually. Know, this may be completely wrong because I've not actually seen the film. It's not a not a Knight's Tale. No, know. it's not a Knight's Tale. Oh, Damn. No. It, do, you, do you give up? I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get it. It's Terry Gilliam's Brothers Grimm. <laughs> it's the film that Heath Ledger didn't actually finish, so they recast his part by several different actors because it was such a weird and wacky film sort of doesn't matter and what else did they do that with um... or did they oh am I thinking of another one no no you're right no they didn't do that for Brothers Grimm sorry they did that for The Imagination of no The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus yeah that's what I'm thinking of sorry Brothers Grimm they don't do that Uh, I have seen both Um, I've seen The Imaginarium but I've not seen this one no don't know that sounds interesting Threesome with a donkey. It is quite strange, actually. Yeah, I was thinking. But yeah, it's okay. Okay, fair enough. Right. right there we are. Well done. You've got about half right. Thank you. I'll Pleasure. go with about half. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's brilliant. Uh, I can't wait for more of them. Yay! They're, they're, they're excellent. Right, shall we get to the question of the week and our main feature? Let's do it. Ellie, let's go. So our main feature is about home telly setups. Well, why, you might ask? 
because as television becomes like more expensive to produce and more lavish and sumptuous, streaming services sort of dominate our viewing habits, I would say. Mm. Films are released or dropped, to use the current vernacular. <laughs> yes, they drop, uh, like albums, no hip-hop artists. So we turn to more industrious and advanced tech to save our screening than, you know, the bulky low-res Fergusons and Beds and Matsuis of the past. Mm. Did you ever have a Matsui or a Bed? Um, I think I had a Matsui something, yeah. Uh, I think it was an integrated um, TV and video player. Nice. So, like, you could, yeah, you, uh, and it was like a, a block, you know, an old square, sort of square yeah, yeah. type screen one. Very much a, a TV rather than a, yeah. I mean, not that none of these aren't TVs, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. A TV for TV yes. rather than a TV for films. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. A little Death Cube. I like, because if you watch old films now, or films at least made before 2000, people could be killed by having TVs land on their heads. But if you did that now, it would sort of just bounce off. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> you just yeah. ruined your telly, you yeah. idiot. Yeah, it's a bit of a, that's a tr- sort of trope, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever chucked a telly off a window, off a, off a balcony? No, I have Ooh. been involved in a game when I was at school yeah. of um, everyone in the class slowly pushing a cassette, like a ghetto blaster, yeah. like r- a recorder, we were on like the third floor of our school and right. everyone had to take turns in pushing it closer to an open window <laughs> until eventually it would fall out. Um, yeah, and then someone went and retrieved it and brought it back and we kind of all forgot about it and then like a, a week later the, the teacher had to play like, play a tape in it and she was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, no, but no, I've never um, no. done the whole, you know, like rock star thing of throwing no. a TV out of a window. Someone threw one off of the balcony at university, but it was onto grass, mm. so it wasn't that like climactic, it sort of just clumped on the floor rather than shattered. Yeah, Boring. this, this, this uh, cassette player didn't didn't explode by any any shot. I do quite enjoy um, if ever I've had to take like electrical goods to the dump and yeah. you get to throw them into the sort of metal skips that. and that. That's good fun. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, I got to that recently. What was it for? Can't remember. It's great fun. I really threw it hard. <laughs> yeah, didn't need to. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, I've completely lost our thread now. So yeah, we were talking about home cinema setups. Home cinema setups. Yeah, so many people watch films at home now and stuff. So we've sort of adapted to that. Tell me, Catricious, what's yours? It's a flat screen. Um, <laughs> flat screen? It's got you fl- sound like a tabloid from the early 2000s, flat screen tallies they've got, and they still want benefits. But the thing is, well, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. <laughs> 39-inch okay. screen. The sound, I take the sound out of that and put it into um, half of what used to be an old hi-fi system yeah so to, good, to have the actual so it's got like old-fashioned hi-fi speakers yeah um rather than that and that's just about right for because i live i live in a terrace of houses like i can't have it like bass booming out no. it can't be like stupidly loud but it gets a much that gets a much better well-rounded sound than what the telly just yeah. produces and i've got it set up so that i can um have the sound coming out of the telly and the speakers, yeah. which actually means it's quite good because the telly's got That's an actually good. more trebly sort of thing. So if I yes. want to hear the dialogue nicely, I can put just the telly. Nice bit of dynamic. Yeah. yeah. I've seen um, you peeling so, yeah. about with it when we were watching stuff before. Yeah, so it's fa- it's a fairly simple setup by nice. my standards, really. It's no, yeah, no, okay. no soundbar or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, How about okay. yourself? Uh, well, I've got a, f- a 42 inch, which mm. like by modern that isn't that big. I yeah. mean, most people have like 50, 55, etc., stuff like that. Which yeah, you know, I've been into lots of people's houses because of my job, and sometimes I don't think the telly suits the room, or rather, you know, yeah. they've chosen. 
unwisely. Yeah. They block out the sunlight. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so only a 42 inch because my wife doesn't want a big telly because me, 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 it dominates the room. That's the point I wanted to dominate the room. <laughs> uh, but the most importantly, uh, it's got a sound bar because the, te- the sound is terrible. Comes out the telly. Um, and uh, it's 3D because I still love 3D. Um, so I'm very upset that the current like 4Ks, most of them won't have 3D as an option. And it's slowly being phased out. I think even, I don't know if they're even releasing Marvel films in 3D anymore. Also, of course, we've got Fire Stick because the, it does, it's a smart TV, it's got its own uh, smart functionality, but the architecture is very, very flaky and clunky. It's it's just not very intuitive, unlike a, a Fire Stick, which is great, and you can jailbreak them if you really must and do extra things with them. And also, we do have a projector in the house. It's not great because we got it for an animated pumpkin thing that we do every Halloween. Um, but it's okay. It says it's HD. I don't know if it is, but it can go up to about like 60 plus inches on the wall. We've got pretty much white walls in our, in our lounge. So we do occasionally get it out for that. It, if you put something on that says it's like 4K, call it like on YouTube or on Netflix, whatever, it will look basically like a DVD on the wall. Mm. So it's not quite a 1080p, but it's fine. It'll do. But that's it, really. Then we've got all the tellies around the house and stuff. I would love a bigger, better telly. I would love a better projector. If you ever like, just put in projector, like HD or 4K onto Amazon, and you, sc- you, can, you could honestly be scrolling for the rest of the week. Mm. They have so many now. They're so prevalent. Uh, I don't quite know where people are putting them in their home homes because, like, we're in Britain. We have small houses. We, you know, we're not America. Lord knows. But yeah, I'd, I'd love a better one, and I love 3D. Like, oh, um, CX has got a dial M for murder, which was shot in 3D. I need to pick that up. If you're listening to this in the future, don't go and buy it from Barnesball CX. I want it. <laughs> it's just I didn't have my vouchers with me. <laughs> <laughs> I got very fond. I've probably told this story before. Uh, <clears throat> Fond recollection of watching um, the film Ex Machina uh, on the side of someone's house That's out cool. in the summer, mm. where it was warm enough to sort of sit outside after it had gone dark. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, and and this against and it, it wasn't the it wasn't even like a, a flat. It was a sort of kind of off white sort of cream mm-hmm. coloured house, but. It, that gave it a slightly sort of sepia tone quality. Yeah, like it cool. was, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant film as well. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I only saw it recently for the first time. The thing as well with the projector, the room has to be pitch black, and we've got cheap curtains, so you have to wait till like the, the winter to put anything on yeah. and turn off all lights. So we've asked this not because we want to rob you, but because we just want to know what systems other people have up. So should we read the comments? Let's do it. Yeah. Go. Glintrance first comment says burglars pay attention. <laughs> yeah. I mean just knowing what someone's setup is I wouldn't think that would help any sort of <laughs> no. invasion thing you know or, or theft. You'd have to look them up see where they live. Most of these people don't live around you here. You have to assume that, that anyone that, that exists yeah. probably owns a town. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know that's not entirely true but yeah. no there are some ways out there who don't have 90% aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Oliver Denman says, uh, Telly mounted on sturdy chair, soldered permanently on because main button broke. To turn on from standby, turn off on a wall, press standby button 20 to 50 times. <laughs> it's 1080p HD Toshiba. Thank you very much. That was oh, nice. Uh, very comprehensive. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that sounds very complicated, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, Neil Perryman says, 60 inch. 4K OLED on the wall with 5.1 surround speakers. Pretty boring, really. That that sounds like the most full-on. That setup. sounds glorious. Yeah, that does. That'd be great. But it would look silly in my room. Like my, my living room is only small. 
Um, yeah, people think I've gone mad. I think, could we get away with a 50? I don't think I can even do a 55 in my room. It was still too big. 50, mm. I think, is where it's going. So, Russell Parker, good old Russell, he says, 4K telly on the wall with a 20 terabyte hard drive attached, which is three quarters full. Here, have a Doctor Who production code joke. He's actually done a, um, he's taken a photo of it, and it's by Robin Bland. Robin Bland was a pseudonym for Terence Dix because uh, his script was messed with and then he objected to having his real name on it so they said well what should we put on he said oh some sort of bland pseudonym so they went with that Robin Bland nice yeah, yeah. Oh, okay cool and that script was uh, let me think it was uh, the brain of Morbius there we are nice <sighs> I like that you know that I really had to struggle to think of that <laughs> go on then uh, Paul Kirkley says we just inherited a new telly from my late father-in-law I don't know the tech spec, but it's a bit bigger than our old telly, if that's any help. It's pretty good, though for some reason anything red looks pink. We've got an Apple TV box, which is the greatest invention since the actual Apple. I know apples weren't technically invented, so don't write in. We've moved the old telly into the bedroom, which feels well chav, slash a slippery slope, slash a possible admission of sexual defeat. But so far, I regret nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a telly in the room, uh, and I love it. It's <laughs> the best. <laughs> it's great. Um, do you, yeah, I mean, do you have a telly in your bedroom? Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you watch it much? Yes, all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's the problem is, though, because like, I, I do have friends who won't have um, tellys in the bedroom because it says it will mean they don't read. And I get that. The urge to just watch something is so much easier. But also, it does mean I fall asleep watching the telly quite mm. often, which is pathetic. But I'm oh, I fall asleep watching TV all the time. Mm. Yeah, all the time. It's lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I find it a comfort, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Balzani-Barrow says, It's big, it has a soundbar. No idea what brand. I have to get my kids to use the controller to find anything decent. Note all the men above who know exactly their tech setup and specs. Yeah, very, very, very good. She's actually put a photo there, which is clearly a Panasonic. It could, she says, but it could be black and white, that I've noticed. I think you would. <laughs> yeah. Charmaine Lovett says, just a basic 42-inch Samsung that I bought about 10 years ago. No soundbar, but the acoustics in my living room means loud music sounds cool through it. Still works perfectly and no desire to swap it for anything else. Mm, okay. Did you know that... Some TVs now, like my brother-in-law's got a big 55-inch 4K thing. The sound comes out of the screen. What? Uh, how? I don't know. I don't understand. Does... It, I'm like, you'll need a soundbar for that, surely, because it's like a Rizzler. And mm. um, he's like, no, the sound comes out of the screen. I'm like, well, obviously not. And I looked up, apparently that is true. I don't understand how that works. And it doesn't sound terrible in his, in his living room, which is you know, longer than mine. <laughs> Does it not come out the sides of the screen? I don't know. I don't, I'm confused by technology do. now. I don't, I, don't, well, I don't know what to Lord about. knows. Yeah. yeah. Martin Barry says, I don't have a setup at the moment. Telly started smoking on Sunday and died. But don't worry, I lit a candle and sang Abide With Me. Oh. It's, the way he's written that is like it's as if the telly took up the Sm- habit of smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, Steve O'Brien uh, says... Really want a projector, but the house isn't configured in the right way. God damn it. Living room is 55-inch Samsung with soundbar. Sturdy is, study is 42-inch Samsung with soundbar. And kitchen is 40-inch L, LG, so I can watch BritBox. 
really wanted to go bigger in the living room, but 65 was too big for the corner, and they only do shit TVs in the 60-inch format. Mm. When I hear of someone having a telly really big, over 70-inches TV, I get pathetically jealous and stamp my little feet. Steve. Um, it's funny, it's, it's made our setup seem quite modest. Actually. Very modest, so yeah. Like, yeah um, I, I think 42 is very much the standard these days. It's, it's almost considered small. Yeah, I, d- um, I know mine is unusual for being 39. Yeah, that is odd. It, uh, when I first got that, I was like, I did think, I was like, this is too big. It was like yes. too much for my eyes to take almost Yeah, at yeah, first. sure. I had, for years, I had a 32-inch screen. And that was at, that seemed absolutely perfect for, yeah. for the sort of size. But yeah, what's the, I wanted this because the, the, the colours weren't so good on the other one. It was like mm. one of those... Knockoff brands. That's like a you know when a big brand farms out there like oh <laughs> right a brand that sounds like a brand sort of name. I can't remember what it was. Was it Phony? No, no. Um, or was it one of those weird Eastern European brands like Jet Blung or something? Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't remember. But I was quite fond of that just just because it, it was perfect for like watching sort of TV stuff and and playing video games. It was very good for yes. as well. Um, but I have got used to that, and, and now just certain things look they they just look brilliant on this. But mm-hmm. I guess the other thing I, I wanted to talk about with, with this is um, you can play around with like aspect ratios and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Like we talk about the fact that we're wrestling fans like quite a lot. So mm-hmm. for some reason, the the leading wrestling company was still broadcasting in four four by three format. Yeah. Well into the mid two thousands, when everything <laughs> else seemed to leave it behind in the nineties. Yeah, I've I've got a real not just for that reason. I've got a real fondness for anything in four by three. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. I just love that 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 boxy sort of format. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to take in. Yeah, yeah. The old Hollywood format. Yeah, um, he's nice, and I think it's the Shining. I'm sure the Shining's in four three. I think it is. I know the the recent um, Zack Snyder Justice League is, which is odd. But I yeah, the Shining was in. Letterbox. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it isn't. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Hello, Kit here. It turns out we were both wrong, and The Shining is actually in one seventy-eight to one, which is the same as sixteen by nine. This also plays into that um, notion of people not setting up their tellies properly, which drives me fucking mad. <laughs> um, so. A, they don't bother um, with the aspect ratios. You don't set it to auto. They just leave it on squashed. So everything 4-3 comes out uh, <laughs> with everyone with big wide stewy from yeah, Family yeah. Guy heads because they don't realise and they think, well, that's cinematic. Everything must look like that. So no, Dad's Army was not supposed to look like that. It, yeah. it doesn't look right. Um, and similarly, more importantly, and this drives me properly mental, and if I go around to your house and you're not there and you don't realise, I will change it on your telly You've got to turn off the soap opera effect, the um, movie interpolation, oh, the frame interpolation thing. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically where your telly fakes frame rates into things to make things look more like video rather than film. Film is only 24 frames a second, whereas 60 frames a second is like your video games and sport and live yeah. TV and uh, like American soap operas. In fact, British soap operas, we don't have soap operas in film, do we? They're all shot on video. Or at least they look like video. So everything suddenly looks flat and washed out and horrible and like you're there on set, like is it behind? It just looks shit. And what annoys me is people think that's what HD is. People think that's what 4K is supposed to look like. It's not. And I don't know why for the life of me it's set up as default. 
when you get out of the box and put it up. It's like a guitar. A guitar needs setting up. A telly also needs... I'm getting across here. telly needs setting up. So I go to so many people's houses and I watched an entire film recently. Um, I don't want to say what film in case they're listening. <laughs> they weren't there. We were like around the house. We watched it and I was like, this is driving me mad. It looks shitty and cheap and like video. And I know this film is very expensive because as always, I looked it up afterwards. And I didn't change their effects. I thought, oh, I can't do it to them. But I will, like family members, I will do it. I will go into their effects and I will turn it off. So it's called True Motion in LG, Samsung. It's called Picture Clarity or Auto Motion Plus. Sony, it's called Motion Flow True Summer. Turn that shit off. It is rubbish and it ruins films. Like Tom Cruise literally did a video with the director of Mission Impossible pleading people to turn them off if they're going to watch their films at home. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Um, mm. On a similar so on a similar note to that, I found that the, the, the telly that I got had a a brightness setting mm-hmm. switched on by default. Which what it was was if if the TV itself yeah. deemed the image too dark, it would right. attempt to lighten. It. <laughs> That's right. not is, on. Which is fucking awful because what would happen is it yeah. would constantly it would feel like you know when I, like a, you put like a compressor on a on like music on like a guitar of course and you can like you can feel it almost breathing like you yeah, can okay. feel the effect happening yes. so literally when a scene would change yeah. you'd get this like breathing effect like it was like like ooh, like it's mm-hmm. it's widening and and, and, ch- and I was like what the hell is going on <laughs> this is because it was stuff that I was obviously familiar with and I was yeah. doing it with video games as well yeah yeah I was like what on earth setting have I hit on yeah. I, I found it through and it's I can't remember what the setting it's called mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was something where uh, it was like auto brightness correction right. and it's it whoever invented that why <laughs> thing is it's like fine to have it as a setting if you need so in, like something to switch on but they ship them out with that set on as yeah, default and and there's a similar setting for like compression of sound which will bring up you know it tries to it tries to squash everything down so that, but I, again I find it 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 just creates this odd mm-hmm. like you can you can hear it happening yeah um, because I think it's a reactive thing it's not it doesn't scan ahead and know no. how what it's going to do so yeah I don't any, mm-hmm. anything that that takes what a director and a studio and a producer have meticulously created yeah. and then attempts to mess with that. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I can only imagine it's for sports fans who have been in my life. Yeah, sports fans so. ruining sports everything fans. for yeah. me. Because it's so instant and reactive and, they, uh, and they're trying to make tellies that catch up to yeah. the events uh, yeah, and process it instantly. Mm. I hate it. I really don't like it at all. I don't even, I don't even like watching any telly in that sort of mode. And when did it stop? Will they start dropping special effects <laughs> into shitty old Doctor Who's and things? Or start improving people's performances? Actually, it might not be such a bad thing. But um, yeah, no, yeah. stop it, telly people. Have it as an option, not as the default setting. The thing that I do like, I do like playing around with. Is, oh, yeah. Um, well, no, there's, but it's, <laughs> it's, that's the choice. So you can have it yeah. um, is the basic like colour wash of something. Mm-hmm. So you can choose, and generally you'll have it on most TVs, I've found there'll be a setting which is like called cinema and another one called true cinema Yes, and, if it, and the true cinema one will, will give it that kind of sepia-ish tone mm-hmm. and the true cinema will be sort of like halfway uh, the, this rather the just the cinema one will be and I quite like putting it on the cinema one because it yeah. seems to it just takes the edge off sometimes off the stark brightness because we've had this discussion at your house before you like stuff incredibly bright yeah and I've I believe your, yeah. your wife likes stuff turned the brightness yes, turned right does. down yeah and I, I also don't like every, things too 
uh, too sh- sharp and no. bright in my eyes. It might be because of the glasses thing. Like, I tend Could to. Be. I go around all the, all the computers I work on at work. I, t- I turn the brightness right down. <laughs> Whoever's next on them, I put like the nightlight filter on and yeah. that. Sort of funny stuff. And like, what have you done? <laughs> at work, I do. I put the the filters right down right. for my RGB thing because I'm looking at that thing all day. But yeah. I tell you, I do. Like you know, we have a video game at the beginning, and some of them have this sort of like light setting feature. Yeah. Turn the color down until you can see that you can barely see the visible yeah, logo. Yeah. I would put it right up so, so you can, can see, see the, the detail. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think that that with that, it's funny. The amount, I'd say like seventy five percent of games start with that screen these yeah, days. They do, um, and yeah, it's like they they always they always phrase it some variation of adjust the brightness so the logo is barely visible. Yes, um, and if you do that, mm. I will then find that. 10, 20 minutes into the game, I'm going into the settings and I'm putting it back up so I can actually <laughs> yeah. see stuff in the game. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Yeah, because it's like, all right, well, you know, you're not creating like a, you know, an, a film noir like, where <laughs> no. half of it's black. Like, you want to be able to see stuff in video games. I like The Godfather where you can barely see anything. Yeah. But apparently it was shot like that. Yeah. I remember when I got the, I was quite disappointed when I got the Blu-rays of The Godfather I watched the first time, I was like, doesn't look much different from the DVDs. And I looked it up online. It's like, no, it was filmed like that. You, you, you idiot. You're not, you're not gonna. Yeah. You can't it, get any yeah. more clarity from it. Yeah. Because that's how it is. I think that right about winds up our amazing discussion. I think it does. Yeah. Do you know what? I can't imagine anyone listening to the end of that. But I've really enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the fact that you've meticulously gone through what each brand thinks because yeah. you are so angry about that. Vizio motion control. Turn it off. TCL action smoothing. Turn it off. Sony motion flow or true cinema. Turn it off Samsung picture clarity or automation plus turn it off and LG true motion which is I've got I turned it off done nice. thank you ever so much for listening you probably won't ever again after that <laughs> um, don't turn us off though <laughs> yeah no no don't please um, uh, we'll be back again next month I imagine maybe for a Christmas special oh, ching, ching, ching. Um, if they want to find us on Facebook do that if they want to find us on Twitter what do they do? At not special pod. Yes, or you can email us not the special edition at gmail.com. I might check that inbox actually. Yeah. See if anyone's actually emailed it. Check it for the first time in two years. <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah. I'll give it a shout. Okay, um is that it? I think that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We love you right. And mwah. goodbye! Bye. Yay. Vizio motion control, turn it off. TCL action smoothing, turn it off. Sony motion flow or true cinema, turn it off. Samsung picture clarity or automation plus, turn it off. LG true motion, which is I've got, I turned it off.